Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. Very special, super, way too, way, way, way too early mock draft for you with a special guest that I'll introduce in just a minute. But first, before we get started, I just want to remind you to please download the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. It gives you everything you need to dominate fantasy football and to be your own expert. This is the time of year where you can do some number dives. This is my favorite my favorite time of year. So I'm not doing anything right now. Oh, let me do a couple number dives. Let me let me uh let me get a deep dive into these guys. What who am I really looking at? Tony Pollard. Who am I looking at? Am I looking at a guy who was to change a pace back and who got got or am I looking at the number 1 overall pick maybe? All right, that's what I want to know. I want to know that about Tony Pollard. So that's what I'm going to go to the Bro- Fantasy Football by Broder app for. It has every single stat you could possibly need ever. At all times, it's all in one place. It's the only way that you're going to find all these things in one place for free. And it's free for a limited time. So download it now. But without any further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com and the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. The only tool you need to dominate fantasy football. If you are not already, check it out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Fantasy. You know, we haven't been on YouTube. We've been doing this for six years. We haven't been on YouTube, and now we're on YouTube. And now that we're on YouTube, you can see Lord Zordon himself. Um, the, one, of the, one of the favorites of the Brodo fam, uh, the, the man, the myth, the legend, the gridiron Greek, Mr. Themi. What's good, bro? Tim, what's going on? It's been a while. I've, I've missed the podcast. You got this whole fancy intro now. What's going on, man? I mean, you know, we're just trying to we're just trying to get the get the wheels get the wheels turning on this YouTube thing. We we uh, we're we're good in the podcast game, but on the YouTube game, we're lacking a little bit. So if you're listening to the podcast, come to YouTube, come see what we got. We got a whole night. I got a whole night set up behind me, and Themi has his entire background like it's it's like a, a, a cloud. I'm lacking. It's blurred. No, You've got the whole jet set up behind you. I mean. I've got like I've got my Mrs. Met doll over here that I got from the game. It's, yes, uh, it's blurred too now. I'm lacking in the setup game. Uh, your studio's just destroying me in every way. I mean, I, I, but you do look like the man who gave the Power Rangers his powers. And I do want to tell you this: my number one goal as a young man when I was like five years old was to be a Power Ranger. Like I, I, I'm not even joking. Like I told my dad, "Listen, this is going to be my career path, Power Ranger." Uh, we need to do everything in, in your power to get me into this Power Ranger. So he was like, all right. And he signed me up for Taekwondo. And I became yeah, a Taekwondo awesome. black belt. I Pre-black belt, excuse me. And then I get – but the rest oh, wow. is history. A little fun fact. I didn't know you were a karate master or a Taekwondo master. Yes, yes. It's I'm been only, a while. I got to green belt, man. I'm, I'm, I was far below. I quit early. I mean, green belt is uh, – you had to go through a few belts. I think it was, it was uh, the white and then the yellow – and then the green, green and then the blue yeah. and then the red and then the red and black and then the black. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe I just remembered all that. <laughs> no, purple. I missed purple after blue. It was, was a brown belt too. And brown. After, yeah, you're right. After It was purple, then brown, then red, then red and black, then black. Yep. I got all the way to red and black, and then I got a heart condition that I had to stop. That's impressive. Yeah. I, I used to go up and down the East Coast. And just beat the crap out of kids. I used to bring home <laughs> trophies. Yeah, I sometimes I wonder, like, if I would have stayed on the on the, uh, if I never got the heart condition, I would have stayed on the. Would I be like a? Because you know, 
the MMA is getting big now. And I and I used to I was I was I was all right. So like maybe I would have kept with it. I don't know. Maybe uh, the life is a little different. Like kicking people. I, I could have been betting on you, man. How crazy is that? <laughs> that we would have never known an alternate universe, maybe. Uh, but enough of me reminiscing about the past. We're gonna get into a mock draft today, everyone. Uh, it is the way too early mock draft, but this is the time of the year, man. Like. This is the after the NFL draft is the actual like there's actually a lull in football until about late June and July. You, you, and then if there's a lull, like you can't help it. There's no there's no news coming out. There's nothing really like the NBA playoffs are going on. The MLB regular season is going on. It's all right if you're paying attention to something else. So am I. But um, I'm staying in the the weeds because you have to be in the weeds always, even if you're not. You know, hunting, you need to be in the weeds always. So by staying in the weeds, doing a mock draft is a great way to uh, lay out how we're feeling about players, what the initial reaction is to drafting, what the initial reaction is to the new coaching changes around the league, what the initial reaction is uh, to some of the news we've heard. So I always love mock drafting because it's a, it's a chance to do that. Um, and Themi said that we – so before I gave him his choice because he's the guest and I'm being a nice guy here. Uh, so I gave him a choice. <laughs> I gave him a choice on what he wants, and he put put took pick number ten. So he likes the the back end uh, of the round. He said. So so Femi, let me let me ask you a question. Why? What you're thinking? Why do you for the 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 late round pick? Why is that your strategy going in? Uh, what is it about it? Well, you know, I've always been like cursed. I've been stuck with the the end of the draft since the beginning of my fantasy career. So I have a lot of experience there. But every year is a little different, so I can't you know, say that experience is uh, the only reason I just love getting like two amazing wide receivers at the back end. And, you know, every once in a while, like a nice running back or a Travis Kelsey's over there. Uh, maybe not so much these days, but you know, it's just, it's just so nice to just get two solid players. And then you can just kind of relax for a little bit and watch everyone else kind of, uh, you know, freak out about who they're going to take. You know, it, it's going to be uh it's the complete opposite for me because I, I like going in the front of the draft. And it's funny because me and you are in the exact same opposite. I mean, the exact same opposite, the exact opposite <laughs> spots because I like taking the early running back. I could let wide receiver. I don't have to take my first wide receiver until round three because I've in my in my career, I've had good cha- I good I've had good track record of getting a nice wide receiver to a nice wide receiver three in the late rounds. And so not having to wait and then relying on those workhorse backs. So I like I like as as the listeners know, I am running back forever, running back for life. Um, I, I love my running backs. I can't. I, I'm addicted, and I and I just can't get enough. So I'm gonna be picking from the number two spot. So let's share this screen with the people at home if you're watching on YouTube. So as you can see here, we're using Sleeper. Shout out to Sleeper. Um, part we have a partnership with Sleeper. We've always had a partnership with Sleeper. Uh, the CEO is a great guy. Uh, he, really easy to talk to and, and, and all that stuff and, and do business with in, in that way. So uh, they're not paying us to do this right now, but we're giving them the free promo because they have, <laughs> they have the best product on the market. So sometimes we got to do, you know what I mean? So, um, so you can see, I'm going to take that second pick and then going to take the 10th pick. So I'm going to be competing with the turn here and then going to be competing at the end. The settings for the draft are um, it's a 12 team. As you can see, PPR snake draft. Uh, if you're not drafting Snake, then what are you even doing? Uh, that is the question. Uh, so we're doing PPR, Snake, the positions, one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end, two flex, a kicker, 
and a defense. And um, we got how many bench spots? One, two, three, four, five bench spots. So, uh, yeah, this is basically your standard, the way standard leagues play these days. My home league plays a little different. We built three wide receivers, one flex. But this is it seems to be the standard way that people are doing things these days. So we want to give you that. So we're doing this in a redraft style focus. All right. Cause I know like right now the dynasty content is hot, uh, but the dynasty Don will be back on Monday and the dynasty Don was last week as well. So check out the dynasty Don if you have not already checked that out. All right. So without any further ado, let's get to this draft. It cannot be undone. I don't want to. So the, a surprise right off the bat. Jamar was one Um, Not expecting Jamar Chase to go one one uh, in the real draft, in my opinion. What do you think about this one-on-one Jamar Chase from Team 1? I mean, if you're going to take a wide receiver, you're taking Jefferson, man. I don't I don't really like this pick. I mean, it's still fine. He's he's an incredible wide receiver, but you, you got to go Jefferson if you're going <laughs> wide receiver there. I, I mean, I 100% agree with you, and, and I'm, I'm actually pissed about this a little bit because it's making my job a lot more difficult because I thought, all right, CMC, Justin Jefferson, you're going with one of those guys. Mm-hmm. So – you know, they're going to make the, the decision easy for me. They're going to take CMC or Justin Jefferson, and I'll take the other guy. Well, that's not the case anymore. So now I've got to look at Christian McCaffrey and Justin Jefferson. And, I mean, Christian McCaffrey speaks for himself. Justin Jefferson speaks for himself. I don't have to go into, like, their career numbers and how good they are. I think what's – I like, I just told you I like taking my running backs early. So I'm thinking about that as I take this, as I take this pick, that I want to lock up a running back. But at the same time, I also think that this season is going to be a historically great season for Justin Jefferson. And I think that as of right now, I don't have my, my rankings out yet, obviously, but as of right now, if I had to make rankings, my number one overall player this year would be Justin Jefferson. And I think that he should be going one-on-one in all leagues. So I'm going to stick to my guns there. And even though it's a little different than how I usually do it, my first mock draft of the year, I'm going to switch the style up and I'm going to go Justin Jefferson. What do you think about that? Wow. What do you think about that? I guess. I mean, I would definitely do that if I were you, but I know you said you like the running back, so I thought you were going to take someone like that. Yeah, I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping that a certain running back falls to me uh, on the turn when when we come back. All right. So CMC goes right after, which every time you pass on someone, he goes right after. It always makes your heart drop a little bit into your stomach. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, interesting pick there. How do you feel about Jonathan Taylor this this year, Them? Because when you look at the the numbers last year. Not only was his rushing yards down overall, he was injured, and also his rushing yards overexpected were far, far down from the year before. Um, something you're not expecting to see from Jonathan Taylor. But the injuries played a role. Uh, you have a young quarterback there. Who knows what you're getting out of him? Even though Andy Dalton, Shady was like a, a, a darling of the analytics community last year, apparently played a very good quarterback if you crunch the numbers. So there's a chance Andy Dalton starts. Uh, I mean, I'm not even talking about the right – Andy Dalton's not on that team. Where I'm in full off-season mode. Um, but you you expect uh, – you don't expect Gardner Minshew to start, so it's, it's probably going to be uh, Anthony Richardson. So how do you feel about Anthony Richardson? How do you feel about Jonathan Taylor? That It's it's a big question, uh, and a, a lot of questions to be surrounding someone you're going to be taking with the fourth overall pick. What do you think about Jonathan Taylor there? You know, the, the Colts are going to be a dumpster fire, basically. I think that's what everyone's expecting. Uh, the, the the point the win totals are gonna you know back that too so Vegas isn't a fan either um, but there there are players who can overcome that kind of like dumpster fire kind of team and offense and obviously Jonathan Taylor is one of them um, I'm not gonna take too much stock into what happened last year with injuries uh, but I do think like if Richardson starts 
it seems I don't have the numbers to back it. It seems like rushing quarterbacks, quarterbacks who are great at rushing, help running backs a lot. And it makes sense from a you know a logical standpoint. It opens up the run game in theory. Um, so I, I think Jonathan Taylor is a perfectly fine pick there, but I would go Eckler for sure as, as RB2. Yeah, and I think a lot of question marks around where, I mean, is Auckland, is he going to play next year? I mean, he's probably going to play. Is he going to hold out? There's going to be a whole drama uh, around that. So is he going to miss a couple games maybe? You've seen that in the past, somebody holding out through into the into the regular season. So I think a, the little drama dropped him down. But I had Austin Eckler last year, and it was a lovely, lovely experience. Um, with pick five, Cooper Cup, followed by Travis Kelsey, uh, the aforementioned Austin Eckler. Stefan Diggs, who's having his own drama or that's not getting much publicity right now, but a little bit of drama going on in the world of the Buffalo and Stefan Diggs. Tyree Kill goes to the ninth pick. So you are on the clock, uh, Mr. Femi. So you have a whole bunch of options here. Talk us through how you're feeling. I do have a lot of options. I'm not really excited about a lot of them. I was kind of hoping maybe Tyree Kill would have felt to me there. Um, you know, so the next player in ADP is Derrick Henry, who as much as I love Derrick Henry, I'm still waiting for that day where he just kind of falls off. And uh, with my first pick, I'm not taking Derrick Henry. Um, when I have someone like Saquon Barkley available, when I have someone like Nick Chubb down the line, Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, like further down. So I think I'm going to take a – I'll skip out on Derrick Henry for now. And I think I will take Saquon Barkley despite the holdout. It's kind of a tough decision. Because I've been burnt before in the past. I'm sure a lot of people have. Uh, but Saquon Barkley, easily a top five running back, could finish as the RB1. So, and, you know, I kind of screwed myself there. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, the, who are you expecting to come back to? Because if I was you, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be wanting to get one of these two wide receivers here. Derrick Henry, and then C.D. Lamb, Devontae Adams, and A.J. Brown go next. So I'd, be, uh, I'd, be, I'd definitely be disappointed if I was sitting in your seat. Yeah, you know, um, great by the AI. Just uh, you see, machine learning has come a long way. Chad GPT has infiltrated Sleeper, and it's it's scary, man. Oh man! Because uh, I wanted AJ Brown so badly, or really any of these three guys. Um, but you know what? I think it's going to be a little reversal of fortune. I think you're going wide receiver, and I'm going to end up taking two running backs here. Uh, I do love Jalen Waddle a lot. I think I'll be reaching for him a bit um, because I think he has top five uh, upside even with Tyree Kill there, um, more of a dynasty outlook for him. Uh, but just looking at my options here, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown, T. Higgins, Debo Samuel, wide receiver, I, I feel like I can wait out and go for like, well, maybe I shouldn't say because you'll steal him, but your your friend Garrett Wilson's down there, uh, Devontae Smith right next to him in, in, the, in the rankings. So I think over here I kind of just solidify the the running back position and then I kind of go wild on the on the wide receivers. Um, I like it. Yeah. So it's kind of a tough decision, football, right? The fantasy football you go in with a strategy, you have a you have a style, and all of a sudden the draft hits and it's just like all mayhem, all, all hands on deck. That's all you got to do as many mocks as possible. Like the best the best years I have are the years that I mock to the point where I have like layouts of what i'm looking at and what i want to do that's smart man i i need to do i i try to do mocks at every single draft spot like 10 times at least like i used <laughs> to go on the buses all the time like going to see my girlfriend just mock drafting there you go uh, but over here 
I'm gonna go with a bit of a homer pick as a as a Steelers fan. If you're not, if you're listening, I got I got my Steelers Wu Tang hoodie on. I'm gonna go with Najee Harris for the guaranteed volume. Nice. Uh, no RBBC going on there. Michael would be very angry with you if he was on this program right now. He's not, as you know, not a big, uh, not a big Najee Harris fan. And after Najee Harris goes a few guys that are, uh, but the, I mean, the, it's, it's going to be there. Nick Chubb is an interesting one. It, why pass on Nick Chubb for Najee Harris? I feel like with no cream hunt, Nick Chubb's like potentials through the roof. Why Najee Harris over Nick Chubb? Well, Kareem Hunt was really a factor last year, and he basically was, you know, perfectly fine last year. Um, I'm just getting concerned as he gets up there in age, um, and I, I really don't like the Browns' offense. I mean, part of Deshaun Watson and why he looked bad last year was because he hadn't played in two years, and then there was like terrible weather conditions. So it's a lot of like context needs to be applied to the Browns' offense, and they still have you know great guys there, Amari Cooper. Um, but man, I just I, I'd rather take – I already took a big, you know, a home run swing in Saquon Barkley there. I'd rather get a guaranteed volume guy in Najee. Um, yeah. I know that Chubb is also going to get insane volume. That's not an issue. Uh, but I'd rather just take the young guy here on a, an offense that could potentially be on the rise. You know, nothing special with uh, with Matt Canada at OC, but certainly something that you could see a little bit of, uh, you know, incremental, you know, uh, increase for the just – the, you know, the state of the offense and scoring touchdowns. It is interesting. Um, I'm not going to lie that Matt Canada staying as OC. Um, it, it is good for the young quarterback, I guess, to have that that same guy again. Um, but after, I don't know, man. You just expect, I don't know, just expect more of that Steelers offense. But let's get back to this, uh, this draft. Nick Chubb goes next, followed by Pat Mahomes, the first quarterback off the board at 2-5. Dalvin Cook, Josh Allen at 2-7. Josh Jacobs, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Mark Andrews, which makes me on the clock. And right now, I'm not going to lie, I am licking my lips. I love the way that this uh, draft played out for me. Now, I'm going to have myself an elite number two option, which I'm okay with. I'm either going to have Jalen Waddle as an elite number two option, or I'm going to have T. Higgins as an elite number two option. Here's why I'm, I'm struggling with this. If I can guarantee that Tua was going to be – healthy all year, then, all right, I love of the prospect of Jalen Waddle. I've seen Mike White play very intimately. And while he was a hero and he should be applauded for what he did, Mike White played well against very bad defenses and played shitty against good ones. That's just what happened. So, like, is he one of the better backups in the league? Sure. But do I want Jalen Waddle in that situation? Probably not. As opposed to T. Higgins, who you have – one of the best quarterbacks in football, throwing him the ball. So the question is, do I take Jalen Waddle here or do I take T. Higgins here? I think that's what I'm looking at. Mother options, Jalen Hurst, not looking at quarterback right now. Uh, Travis Etienne at running back, not looking at him either. Uh, he looks like he's going to split some time. If I had it my way, I'm taking one of these wide receivers and then I'm going to pray to the good Lord that Brees Hall fall, falls to me at 3-2. And let's see if it works out. Let's see, Jalen Waddle or T. Higgins – Oh, this is a decision that would haunt me in real life. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. This is, like, killing me right now. I'm going to go with ah, T. Higgins. I'm going to go with T. Higgins. Oh, wow. All right. So, I went T. Higgins, Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Waddle. The Jalen uh, – so, you you would have went Jalen Waddle over T. Higgins? Yeah, probably. Um, 
just because I feel like the ceiling is a little higher, just a smidge. Um, but his floor is also a pretty bad, and T. Higgins is a much more solid floor. So, just a matter of you know personal opinion. You know what? Now that I've seen the list of here, now I, I was like, I'm definitely taking Brees Hall here. Uh, I'm gonna assume he's back week one. Definitely taking him here. But I see someone else down on the list, and he's ranked 35th right now, which is kind of mind-boggling to me, and I'm going to have to reach to get him, and that's the new starting Dallas Cowboys running back, Tony Pollard. Um, There's no one else to be seen in that backfield besides, like, a fifth-round rookie. Am I missing something and why he's 35th? Like, this is the first time I'm looking at these rankings. Why is DeAndre Swift ranked ahead of him? Am I missing something, Femi? Like, what is what? Am I missing? No, I, I think I think it's just still early in the offseason. People are kind of forgetting that Ezekiel Elliott's not on the team, um, and just uh, people maybe not believe in uh, Tony Pollard with a full workload. They'll say that he was a product of you know these big home run hits after Ezekiel Elliott kind of did the dirty work. But I don't think that's the case uh, when you look at like his rushing yards over expected or just watch him play. Amen. I'm going with Tony Pollard here. Sorry, Brees. I'm going with Tony Pollard here. Sorry, Brees Hall. All right, after Tony Pollard, Debo Samuel, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, Travis Etienne, as a little running back run here, Travis Etienne, DeAndre Swift, Ken Walker, Keenan Allen. That brings it back to you, Themi. Right now your team is Saquon Barkley and Najee Harris. You're looking at a board that includes Brees Hall, DK Metcalf, Aaron Jones, Justin Herbert, George Kittle, Garrett Wilson, TJ Hawkinson, Devontae Smith. Where are you leaning? Wow. I mean, I'm, I'm shocked that Brees Hall fell this far. I know that he's coming off a, a really serious injury, but at the, th- what am I at the 310? You're going to tell me not to take Brees Hall. Listen, I know I already got two stud running backs, maybe to some people, one stud running back and a guy that just falls over. Okay. I'll give you that one. Uh, but I mean, how am I not supposed to take Brees Hall? I've got two flex spots. It's not like I'm going to be like, you know, out of uh, you know room to start him, um, and I'm kind of eyeing Garrett Wilson to round out the Jets duo with Aaron Rodgers there uh, at the turn, and if I don't get him, I still got some other options: Devontae Smith or T.J. Hawkinson. Um, I wouldn't mind D.K. Metcalf at all. Um, you know, he actually had a great season. Gino was phenomenal last year, uh, compared to the low, minuscule, non-existent expectations that people set for him. Um, but I do significantly prefer Garrett Wilson and Devontae Smith over him. So with that being said, I'm going to go Brees Hall and triple RB this. Oh boy. I like it. I'm a, tri- I'm all about triple RB. Oh, sniped. Garrett okay. Wilson goes next. 311. A little reach by the AI there. Followed by DK Metcalf, Aaron Jones, and Justin Herbert. Um, you know, that, kind of, that kind of makes things easy for me. I don't have to worry about, you know, taking DK at this point and regretting it. Um, I already made my decision. I, I can regret it. So I'm going to go Devontae Smith here. Uh, Philly offense still going to be phenomenal. A lot of the same offensive pieces that were there from uh, the Super Bowl loss, and I don't expect things to get worse uh, in a way that uh, negatively affects Devontae Smith. So I'm going Devontae Smith uh, as my wide receiver one. Dude, you have a team that would make me just like stiff if I had to <laughs> I just, like, just I couldn't even walk home. All right, uh, Devontae <laughs> Smith. Uh, it goes to Themi, his team, Saquon Barkley, Najee Harris, Brees Hall, and Devontae Smith. Love that. Michael Pittman, Ramondre Stevenson, TJ Hawkinson, uh, Mike Evans, George Kittle. Uh, interesting here, Javante Williams goes here. A lot of confidence by Team 4, who already has two running backs, and Amon Ross Brown. And uh, Lamar Jackson, 
the next quarterback comes off the list. So here's where I'm looking at some decisions uh, from the people that I have to, to pick from. Terry McLaurin, DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, DJ Moore, Justin Fields, Chris Olave, Kyle Pitts, Alvin Kamara, Chris Godwin, James Conner, among others. So I'm going to say right off the bat that I'd like a running back here, but I don't need a running back here. Um, I could do what Jason Jason likes to call seesaw running back, where you don't take your RB2 until later, and then you kind of plug that in uh, as the year goes on. Now, here's where I can start looking quarterback. Justin Fields starts looking a little better here, although I, I don't think I'm ready for Justin Fields. If you're looking at the other quarterbacks, it does seem like there's a giant tear break between Justin Fields and the next quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. I think just because of what Justin Fields gives you um, with his legs combined with the fact that he has DJ Moore and he's got some offensive line help through the draft. And, you know, the Bears kind of sort of kind of look like they know what they're doing. New head coach, new offensive scheme. That is something that is appealing, but I don't, I, I'm not interested in in a wide receiver that's being thrown to by Sam Howell. I'm not interested in DeAndre Hopkins, who's being thrown to by a backup quarterback. Uh, Amari Cooper, everyone knows we call him Amari Pooper. Um, he's not he's not a guy that we um, like here because of his on and off nature. Uh, DJ Moore, another guy, new system. I just mentioned all those things about Justin Fields. So really, I'm picking here between two two Saints. I think Chris Olave is a good pick here as my wide receiver three, as my first flex. I think he's exactly what I want out of a flex player. He's a home run hitter. Uh, Derek Carr in town now, going to be – you know how Derek Carr likes to hyper-target his number one target, so Chris Olave will definitely be involved um, he likes to get people it with some yak opportunities. So he will be getting those yak opportunities. And Alvin Kamara. Now, I don't know what's going on with the suspension, but Kamara could be a really great pick here. But I'm going to not go with the running back, and I'm going to go with wide receiver Chris Olave for all the reasons I just said. After that goes DeAndre Hopkins and Amari Coopers. Amari Cooper, that's great. Two guys that I was not even considering. <laughs> and here's where Justin Fields gets interesting. Because now there's a tear break at quarterback. Um, kind of just having the field, the I hate this term because it's like what all the nerds use, but I'm gonna say it the Konami code. Sorry, Matt. I know Matt was saying that. He's the last Konami code on the board. There is something to be said about that. I also love me some Kyle Pitts this year. Uh, I've I've waited. Uh, everyone what loved him his rookie year. I said don't draft him, wrote a whole big article while not to draft him, which is still my best article to this day because I literally predicted the exact reasons not to draft him. And then last year I didn't want to draft him. I thought he was being overhyped. He's finally reached the space of hype where I can get him in the fifth round. Yes, please give me that. Give me the fifth round. I'm, I'm all about that. But with that being said, I'm going to go with the, the last tier break at quarterback and I'm going to fill my quarterback spot with Justin Fields here um, in the fifth round. How do you feel about a quarterback there? Uh, you know, for Justin Fields, I I definitely don't mind it because you're going for, like you said, the Konami code running back, uh, that big, you know, kind of push. I mean, your team has such insane upside. You know, your wide receivers are stacked. You got Tony Pollard who's going to be a home run at running back. Uh, and you got Justin Fields who's going to be, you know, at worst getting at least like 10 points with his legs. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, with DJ Moore in the mix, might be a little slow to start, but – uh, you know, no problems with that. 
I'm I'm a very I'm still a very late quarterback, but from what I've seen, the data that people are putting out seems to say that you should probably get one of those studs now uh, to to really stand a chance in the playoffs. So recently, you know, sorry, recently that gap has has widened the last few years. I feel like, mm-hmm. and also uh, doing a little math equation, a lot of people are like, oh well, I can get a top twelve quarterback at any point. Well, you know, you're not really looking for a top 12 quarterback. You're looking for a top six quarterback because you want to be in that top echelon of your league. You assume your league is 12 people. You want a top six quarterback. You don't want a top 12 quarterback. It's not like you want to – if you want to – you want a top 12 running back. You want a top 12 wide receiver. That's because you're starting 24 of those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, there's Absolutely. There's, there's 24 starting in your league. So that's why you want a top 12. You want two top 12 guys. For a quarterback, there's only 12 starting. So, you know, you know, do the ratios and whatever your sixth grade math teacher taught you, and that is six. All right. So uh you want that top six guy. Anyway, that's why I want Justin Fields. Let's keep going. Alvin Kamara goes next, which again, these guys making me regret decisions in, in a little way by picking the guy I was about to pick. Um, Terry McLaurin, James Connor, Chris Godwin, Cam Akers, ugh, DJ Moore, Jerry Judy. You were on the clock, my friend. Saquon Did you say yuck to Cam Akers? I did. What's wrong yeah, with you? Well, first of all, this guy, this guy, Team Seven, or this girl, Team Seven has four running backs uh, and TJ Hawkinson. I mean, so yeah, it is kind of yuck there. Uh, but man, Cam Akers towards the end of the season, he he started to look like Cam Akers. Man, I don't know. I, I think you're gonna regret not getting a little more of him. That was season. like, a, you know, that was a lot of. What's a running back that just did work in garbage minutes? Because because he, he just it was like garbage minutes. The team was out of contention, and they were just like they were in a Super Bowl hangover. It's just like hang hand this to the guy that you cut three weeks ago. <laughs> anyway, uh, DJ Moore, Jerry Judy, you're up. You're on the clock. Uh, you've got three running backs: Brees Hall, Najee Harris, Saquon Barkley, and a wide receiver, Devontae Smith. Where are you looking here? You you're. Yeah, I was really I was I was really hoping for Judy there. Um... You know, you've got Sean Payton coming in, and I'm I'm super hyped for him. I'm more hyped than I am about the Jets with Aaron Rodgers because I feel like I, I think Sean Payton can work his magic with this team. Jerry Judy was an incredible prospect, and you know the whole team just kind of underwhelmed last year, despite having a lot of really good pieces on offense. Um, and I think that they're really primed for that kind of breakout this year, which is why Judy, um, you know, is is going to be such a great wide receiver this year. Um, but I. You know, I, I can't get him now, so what am I going to do? I've got Mike Williams that I could grab. I could get a tight end. I know you like Pitts. Goddard's up there. Uh, Darren Waller on the Giants could do well. But, I mean, one guy stands out to me, and that's that's Drake London over here for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, another great prospect who just happens to be on a team that maybe doesn't unlock his full potential in the same way that A.J. Brown was on the Titans, didn't unlock his full potential, and now you're seeing it. Um Still, he was a great fantasy option, um, and I know they're not the same player, uh, but you look at the situation and you look at the type of player that he is. Uh, you know, he was still really, really good last year. I mean, he he had some like big, big games despite this being a super run heavy offense. Um, and I'm taking the second year breakout here for Drake London as my wide receiver too. Oh, I like it. Uh, followed by Mike Williams. I would have I would have leaned Mike Williams there. Uh, because of his familiarity with the offense, new offensive coordinator there. Um, but Drake London, I, I feel you, it's a toss-up for sure. J.K. Dobbins goes next, followed by Kyle Pitts, uh, Team 12. Team 12 is looking like a 
a nice little squad. C.D. Lamb, Devontae Adams, D.K. Metcalf, Aaron Jones, J.K. Dobbins, Kyle Pitts. And then uh, Calvin Ridley goes uh, in, at the 6-2 uh, pick there. That's a that's a nice little spot. I wonder where Calvin Ridley ends up like nestling in this season, where people feel on him. Uh, but you're up next. Two wide receivers, three running backs. Who do you got? Uh, let me actually let me uh, run through some of the options for the people here, so they know what we're looking at. Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, Damian Pierce, Trevor Lawrence, David Montgomery, Darren Waller, Deontay Johnson, Marquise Brown, Christian Watson, among others. Yeah. So uh, this is kind of the point where it starts to really thin out over here. There's still some guys I like, like Deontay Johnson. For some reason, Ezekiel Elliott's only a few spots later, which goes to show how summer-spring ADP uh, is just awful right now. Uh, I mean, Dalton Schultz is like a little further down the line on the Texans. Uh, I don't want any part of that. Uh, It's really tough because it's at this point, I may need to do what you did and pull the trigger on a quarterback. Oh, I like it. and and there's there's been a big tier break for sure, absolutely. So so looking at my options right now, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott, I could even make a big big reach and go Kyler Murray and you know lose him for half the season at least. I could go with Tua and probably also lose him for half the season. I don't actually expect him to keep getting hurt, but uh, I mean Trevor Lawrence just got Calvin Ridley. Uh, we're gonna finally see them together. And I think Trevor Lawrence is, you know, he showed that he's the star that he was supposed to be, that generational prospect. Um, I don't see why I wouldn't want Trevor Lawrence on my team. He's going to put up big, big points. You know, he can put up those 30-point games. Um, and I'm sure he'll have, a, he'll have a good enough floor, you know. Uh, he added some more weapons. He's going to develop for another year. Perfect addition to my squad right there. I love that pick. I think also when you're looking at – quarterbacks especially of the quarterbacks left that's where the upside comes right there um so trevor lawrence goes there christian watson next miles sanders which man my i wish miles sanders would have fell to me here miles sanders i think is going to get work in carolina i think that's why he went i think they're going to treat him like a workhorse back and so far he's proven that every time he gets a chance he succeeds it's just that in that philly offense they spread the they spread the rock there's nothing you could do about it. So I think Miles Sanders here is getting drafted as if he's still splitting carries in the Philly backfield. That's not the case. Uh, he's as close to a – right now he's as close to what it looks like a workhorse as anyone. So I'm going with I, – I would I would love to go with Miles Sanders here. Uh, Marquise Brown goes next. Damian Pierce, Tyler Lockett, Dallas Goddard. Isaiah Pacheco goes here. Interesting. Um, definitely a reach uh, here. All right, so I've got some choices to make. So, first things first is that I have to go right now with I think that I just have to go with who is in position right now to play. There's some questions around some guys. The guy I'm looking at, Rashad White. Not the draft here, but on the turn. Or do I go get him? What I really want to see here is I've got my three wide receivers, I've got a running back, I've got a quarterback. Do I go tight end or do I stream tight end all year? Last year in my home league, I streamed tight end and I hated it. <laughs> I really wanted Dallas Goddard here. I really wanted him here. But Darren Waller on this offense has the opportunity to be the number one receiver. And that is not something that you should take lightly. If you remember Daniel Bellinger, 
when he played, he was very good. Uh, and he, he was a rookie. Now you're talking about Darren Waller, who's a, a stud coming over to New York, just signed a new contract. Do I take the tight end here and then hope Rashad White falls? I also have to look at this. Team one has no running backs. That is a giant, giant red flag. This is something you should be doing when you're drafting people out there. Let me uh, let me center myself here so people can, can see. Look, look, this is what you need to listen. You need to scout the other teams when you're drafting. Don't make a rookie mistake. I scream at you as I probably were about to make this mistake. Because... I think that I'm going to have to go Rashad White here because it's just it's too much of a chance that he gets drafted within the next two picks. Like, if I was this guy, I would take David Montgomery and Rashad White. Those are the next two running backs available, so, unless you're taking Ezekiel Elliott, which I can hope the AI kind of messes up <laughs> and does that. But it's just too much of a risk. So what I'm going to do is even if I miss out on my tight end, which big – yeah, Pat Firebooth is, is good too, but probably a big teardrop after Darren Waller here. I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to hope he drops. And I'm going to take the running back here in Rashad White with the upside. Oh! And he took Ezekiel Elliott. That's why you can't Ezekiel trust the AI. That damn, oh, damn. So it breaks my heart. Darren Waller goes. Um, but that's all right. I shall recover. And I shall recover in a big way here because Michael will probably yell at me, but I don't care. You're not going to have no touchdowns two years in a row. And as Matt says, if you earn targets, you earn them for a reason. And the man I'm about to pick earns targets. And he's going to earn them in an offense that is progressing. And he's going to score a touchdown this year. I'm calling it. Guarantee it. Deontay Johnson. I, I was holding up my hoodie for it. My, my Steelers hoodie for it. I knew it. There you go, baby. Deontay Johnson. I, I'm, I'm loving the way my team's looking so far. This is a very uh, this is a very 2024 team. Not looking at the past. I don't care about the past. <laughs> Going 2024 here. Um, so far, Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, Tony Pollard, Chris Olave, Justin Fields, Rashad White, and Deontay Johnson. I love it. After that, uh, David Montgomery, Michael Thomas, Christian Kirk, Cortland Sutton, Traylon Burks. Interesting. Uh, Brandon Ayuk and Dalton Schultz go with the next picks. Uh, Themi, you're on the clock. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, I thought it was a smart choice that he took Rashad White there because from from what I could see from the the rest of the rankings, it was there was a big tear break after that in a way. Yeah. Um, you know, I know you guys aren't a big fan of A.J. Dillon, uh, probably for, you know, maybe good reason. He doesn't get a workload to justify it because there's Aaron Jones in his way. Um, and you know, you took the risk and it didn't pay off. I just want to say, I was looking down the list and, uh, you can tell how funky, oh, oh my God, how funky ADP is because, oh. uh, you know, at, you know, at, we're only in round seven, but, uh, but John Robinson is oh, like no. 110th ranked. Um, oh, no. that's why you kind of got to do these mock drafts early and say like, hold up. Yeah, John Robinson shouldn't be going in the seventh round. This is clearly a fluke that you shouldn't like take into account yeah. uh, when you look at my team after this. Uh, but it's a good way to say like, hey, if I get a startup draft like super early, um, you know, 
I don't know. I, I'm doing some uh, FC eliminators right now. Uh, obviously, Bijan's not going this late in those. But, you know, I've got a couple drafts going. And if you could uh, get a little late rookie, uh, you got to take advantage of that. So, you know, it's, you know, it's uh, crazy, man. It's, it's almost as if, like, I you don't even look for him because you assume in your head that he's gone. Of course. This is crazy. Uh, George Pickens, A.J. Dillon, Dak Prescott, and Juju Smith-Schuster go after Themi's uh, cheat code pick that is definitely going to make his team the best team of the draft. Um, so you are up next, sir, after your auto win. Who's next? Man, I I still wish I had a third wide receiver, despite the fact that I got, you know, Trevor Lawrence beat B. John Robinson, um, because, you know, I love Deontay Johnson. Uh, and there, there's been a bit of a debate on Twitter right now about De, uh, Deontay Johnson versus George Pickens. And then, you know, George Pickens' reception perception comes out and it's not, you know, phenomenal. Uh, but I will say, you know, he still gets the targets. This is a PPR league. I'm going to take it. Uh, but you did take it, so I can't. Brendan Ayuk, another guy was kind of eyeing there. He was doing phenomenally last year with Debo Samuel, uh, you know, kind of being a little bit phased out of the offense. Uh, not, maybe not phased out of the offense, but he wasn't the same, you know, top, top guy that he was the year before where he was rushing and receiving for insane totals. Um you know, he's getting up there in age. Uh, Brandon Ayuk's only 25. He is a phenomenal player. Uh, we started to see signs of a, a true breakout last year. Um, so he's kind of a player that I was eyeing here. Uh, my options are very thin here. You know, who could I go a wide receiver? Gabe Davis, Brandon Cooks, Kadarius Tony, Rashad Bateman. Not really a big fan of these guys. Um, you know, I do have the rookies further down. Jackson Smith, Jigba, uh, Quinton Johnston. Uh, you know, Jahan Dotson's a guy that I love uh, further down for Washington. I know you're not a personally a fan of pass catchers when Sam Howell's at quarterback, but, uh, you know, Dotson was, was just getting fed, and I feel like that's what matters. Uh, he's also, you know, a great deep threat. His aid dot was like peak, um, and that's what they were really using him as. But then as the season progressed, you really started to see, you know, a bit more volume in his game. Um so I could possibly reach for him. That's certainly a possibility. You know, you might need to talk me out of this, Tim. Should I not go Jahan Dotson here? I mean, for for me personally, I think that this is the spot to take your guys. Mm-hmm. Like this is where you have to take your guys. I think Jahan Dotson has as good a chance as any one of these guys. Because what who are you looking at? You're looking at maybe I take Kadarius Tony here because of what he possibly could be. But we also saw last year that there really is no number one option in that chief's offense. So while he might step up, you're, you're still getting a, you know, inconsistent player. Does Brandon cook still have the juice? Gabe Davis, that ended up being a bust last year. Rashad Bateman. He's number, he might be number two in town. Now Darnell Mooney is number two in town. Now Adam Thielen's an old man. Jackson Smith and Jigba is a rookie with competing for targets. Quentin Johnson is a rookie competing for targets. Jameson Williams is suspended. So it's not, crazy when you're looking at these other wide receiver options to go Jahan Dotson here. I don't, I don't think it is. All right. I'm glad I'm not crazy because I'm going to go Jahan Dotson here and Plus, get you upside wide receiver. You already won, man. <laughs> Take it easy on us now. You have Saquon Barkley, Bijan Robinson, Brees Hall, and Najee Harris, man. You have like four of possibly the top five running backs in the league this year. Uh, James Cook is next, followed by Leonard Fournette, Kyler Murray, Brandon Cooks, Gabe Davis, Tua Tagovailoa and 
Kadarius Tony. So I got an interesting um, decision to make here myself. Pat Fryermuth is the first tight end here. Now I could go tight end. Evan Ingram also here. He had a good he had a good season last year. Could go tight end. Could do it. Do I do it? That's the question. Uh, the running backs I'm looking at: Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. Not interested. Uh, Jamal Williams, Khalil Herbert. A little more interested in those in those names. Khalil Herbert specifically, although you don't know what his role is going to be. Then a wide receiver got Rashad Bateman, as I talked about before. Uh, all the basically all the receivers that I talked about again. And then at tight end, you have uh, Pat Fryermuth, Evan Ingram, David Njoku. Uh, I think I'm going to take this shot here. And I think I'm going to go Evan Ingram. I like what he was building last year. I like what he had going. So Evan Ingram was going to take my tight end spot, s- slot. Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson go back to back. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so I'm going to go with some upside here for my first uh, wide receiver off the board. I'm going to go with Jamison Williams here because I want upside. And he's going to miss some games, but that's okay. We're, we don't have bye weeks, and I'm, my, my lineup's full already. So I'm going with the home run pick for my first bench player. Rashad Bateman, Pratt Firemuth, David Njoku, Jamal Williams, Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney, Deshaun Watson go next. Femi, you have the f- four of the five best running backs in the league. Uh, <laughs> Smith, Drake London, Trevor Lawrence, and Jahan Dotson. Where are you looking now? I mean, hey, Jameer Gibbs is still on the board, man. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not going to take a fifth running back at this point. I mean, I guess – Theoretically, if you had this roster, get, get Jameer Gibbs and I guess trade one of your guys away. Uh, but realistically, I kind of need to shore up my starting positions because there's only four more bench spots. And in these like very shallow, uh, like, you know, small bench leagues, you kind of want to have like the best starting lineup because you don't have as many opportunities to show that you have like the uh, the attrition value or that you can like find the sleepers. You know, in a dynasty league, you can certainly show that. In a redraft league where you've got five, six, maybe seven bench spots, uh, it becomes a lot more difficult, which is why you basically need to shore up like your quarterback or your tight end. Um, and I just lost two of the guys that I was really eyeing, Pat Fryermuth and David Njoku. Mm. Uh, and that's where I see like a big drop in in uh, fantasy potential. Um, so, you know, it's kind of difficult for me to even just take one at this point. Um, at this point, I might just need to stream. I guess Zach Ertz is on the board. Um, he could certainly, you know, find success uh, with the Cardinals again. But, you know, it, you know, he's still going through rehab. Uh, Greg Dulcich uh, with the Broncos, certainly a possibility. Gerald Everett had a good season with the uh, Chargers. So I think I can wait on tight end. I don't really have to make that kind of decision. And uh, at this point, maybe my roster just needs – you know, some more heavy hitters at this, at, you know, the, the wide receiver running back positions. So, you know, the rookies are certainly enticing Jackson Smith and Jigba, Quinn and Johnston, like we said before, not sure if they're really going to sniff my starting lineup anytime soon. I've got, you know, Drake London, Monty Smith, Jahan Dotson. I probably need someone a little, you know, stronger. Who's really going to, you know, gain some targets. Uh, you know, Jordan Addison will probably be the rookie to like target for today. But I'm going to take a guy who's maybe a little controversial um, in terms of how he's being viewed. Alan Lazard, mm-hmm. uh, the familiarity with Aaron Rodgers, you know, going to be probably the wide receiver two on that team. 
I'm going to take him there. He's probably going to get, you know, solid results at worst. Khalil Herbert goes next, followed by Adam Thielen, Eli Mitchell, and Jameer Gibbs. I'm not going to lie. I, I was between Jamal Williams and Jameer Gibbs in my head. I was hoping that Gibbs fell. He did not. Uh, goes right before your pick, Femi. So you're looking again at you have yourself three, uh, four wide receivers, four, four right receivers. Backs and a quarterback. Who are you picking with your 10th pick? You know, I, I think at this point it's still such like a thin selection. I've got great running backs, uh, but we have two flex spots. And in a PPR league, you know, usually the wide receivers are where you're going to what you're going to want to play there. Despite the fact that I have Brees Hall and Bijan Robinson, I'm probably not going to have a great Brees Hall to start the season um, if he's playing Week One at all. Uh, so I think I'm just going to keep stacking wide receivers at this point. Um, you know, it's it's really tough to find like some great guys. Uh, who you know have like the the super upside that are also veterans. A lot of guys are just rookies at this point. So I think I'll just go with the best rookie wide receiver, Jackson Smith and Jigba. You know, probably not going to have like those insane weeks all the time uh, because of the Seattle offense. Because of they're they're not running those like two or three wide receiver sets like every single time. Um, but you know, he's the best uh, rookie wide receiver and. I'm going to bet that they at least use him at some point. I like it there. So Smith and Jigma goes next, followed by Quentin Johnson. So two straight rookie wide receivers, just like the real draft. Uh, Kirk Cousins goes next, followed by Zach Charbonnet, uh, Russell Wilson, Tyler Algier, Alexander Madison. So backup running back season uh, going right now. Um, So those are my choices here. Are some backup running backs. Uh, Rashad Penny looks enticing here, that's for sure. In terms of wide receiver, Elijah Moore, Allen Robinson, Hunter Renfro. I like Jordan Addison a lot this year. I think that he's going to thrive opposite of Justin Jefferson. But I do have said this, you know, just Justin Jefferson, Jefferson, bleh, Justin Jefferson. Maybe it's, you know what? I'm gonna go Jordan Addison here just because of the upside and it's like a handcuff. Uh, follow. That's that's interesting. Yeah, I'm handcuffing my number. The wide receiver handcuff for yourself. Exactly. exactly. Uh, Elijah Moore is next, followed by Trey Lance, two guys that I wasn't going to draft, so I'm cool with that. And then I'm going to go with an upside again here. Um, I'm going with Rashad Penny. Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to reach a little bit, and I'm going to go with Raheem Mostert. Uh, he looks like he's going to be a starter again, and if he stays and if he stays healthy, he's going to be good again. So I love having Raheem Mostert on my rosters. I, I try to leave every draft with a little Raheem Mostert, and it always pays off when he plays. But, we, but the injury is baked in now, 11-2. He's a starting running back for a high-powered offense. That's a baked-in injury risk. Uh, Kareem Hunt, who's not even on a team, goes next, uh, followed by Damian Harris, uh, the new Buffalo running back, which is a good pick here. Aaron Rodgers, Rashad Penny, Devin Singletary, Allen Robinson, and Zach Ertz go next. We are filling out our benches. Uh, Demi, who's on your bench next? Man, I'm I'm basically looking at the same situation as before. Maybe I pull the trigger on a tight end at this point just to make sure that I don't get sniped. But it seems like every other team's got their guy in and then some, um, you know. So maybe I could hold that. I mean, Team 11 still does not have one. So he could be eyeing Dulcich there uh, with his fake eyes because he's not a human. He's a robot. Let's see. I guess I'll pull the trigger on Dulcich. I like him a lot. I am a little concerned this year because uh, Sean Payton's coming in. He might not love Dulcich as much as I do. Uh, and Albert O is the supremely athletic tight end on that offense. 
So we could see him finally get the playing time that he deserves because he missed a lot of games, not because he was hurt. It was just they didn't want to start him. Uh, so Bryce Young goes, Clyde Edwards-Lair, Cordero Patterson, and the Eagles defense, the first defense off the board. Shout out to Femi you know when I was just like over here looking at ADP trying to figure out my next pick and not paying attention. You know, I, I saw you were you kind of lost in there. You were just yeah, mesmerized by, by all these defenses, and you're like, "Whoa, hold up!" <laughs> I gotta get away from these. All right, then you're up next. I just took Dulcich. Who we got next? You know, at at this point, in a real league, I might just keep shoring up the skill positions, uh, but because I want to build the strongest team possible, and I already feel like I kind of cheat coded my way into a super team, um, I just want to grab like another great piece that i can start uh so i'm going to take the san francisco 49ers defense which i expect to be as usual phenomenal not a bad pick especially where you're sitting um a first kicker goes off the board evan mcpherson uh hunter renfro buffalo defense new england defense justin tucker zay flowers and the jets defense so we got a little run on defenses here and all right i i gotta do it i'm gonna be the guy i'm gonna be the guy obj I'm gonna put all oh God. I'm gonna put him on my team. They're paying him money. He got Lamar Jackson. I'll put him on my team. Um, They're paying my, him money. They're paying everyone money on the team. That is true. This is I cannot cannot deny that. But Odell Beckham is on my team, and then I'm going to go with Deontay Foreman with my next pick because he has a chance to be a starting running back for the Bears. Uh, definitely not a done deal. That is Khalil Herbert. They're talking about it like it's a split backfield. Uh, in the 13th round, give me a guy who's going to touch the ball 15 times a game uh, in a in a high rushing offense potentially um, with Deontay Foreman. If it doesn't work out, yeah, move on. Uh, Daniel Jones, uh, Harrison Butker, Dallas Cowboys defense, Devin Kane, which is an interesting one. Uh, stolen my handcuff there. Uh, cool, the kicker, Bass, the kicker. Anthony Richardson goes. All right, you're next. Man, I'm I'm really not feeling Foreman like you are. Uh, you know, last year I did like big analysis on him and it's just like, he had all these like big, big blow up games or he had like no points for you, which, okay. You could argue that this late in the draft, you're obviously not going to find like the starting running back, like the, the, the bell cow running back of the future, which is fine. Um, but I'd rather trust Khalil Herbert. Um, but like, it's like, no one's catching passes here. Uh, Deontay Foreman was not catching passes. He wasn't getting targeted. I don't believe Khalil Herbert was either, so that's kind of interesting. Um, you got Rashawn Johnson there, the rookie who could, uh, you know, potentially start over Foreman as the RB two. Uh, I can see the logic of the pick, uh, but I will disregard it out of personal uh, malice. Okay, you know, it looks like there's been a run in the kickers, and I'm perfectly fine with streaming them. Uh, I think streaming kickers is fine. I, I'm terrible at it. Uh, I'm just going to take the guy that you should have taken, Rashawn Johnson. Uh, to, yeah, I mean, I, honestly, you make good points. And if it wasn't, uh, what's today? May 15th? Maybe we would have a little bit more looks. But you're absolutely right. There's not any chance that Devon there's, – there's a chance that Rashad Johnson is, is the guy, well, the second guy, or even the guy there. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, C.J. Stroud – Baltimore Ravens defense and Brandon McManus go next. We're going to fill our roster, so we only have a kicker, and I only have a kicker and defense to go. But you're up next, Demi. Uh, you have one more position player to go. 
Yeah, and listen, I'm not going to say Rashawn Johnson's like the obvious choice because we've seen Foreman succeed. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll end it with that. I'm going to go with Kendra Miller. Saints running back, uh, there's a chance that Kamara is not going to play for a while. Um, and he doesn't really get like a super high touch total, especially like rushing totals, um, which is why they always kind of had like that thunder and lightning kind of situation going on. And I feel like this is the next player up to, to you know, kind of star as the guy who's going to get high rushing totals as my, you know, sixth running back. I have no issue with that. And here's where I really want it to be that I like in real life, I wouldn't even draft a kicker, maybe a defense. I wouldn't even draft a kicker or a defense. Sometimes Mm -hmm. sometimes I draft a defense. I just stack my bench and then see how things play out. I would love some Samaja P right here. I should have went Samaja P right instead of Foreman. If I could pick, if I could switch those picks, I would. Um, I, I also think Donovan Peoples-Jones is a fantastic pick at this point. I think that he's going to have fantasy relevance. If you look at some of these guys that are on the board um, that are probably going to have some fantasy relevance, you got Mike Kosicki, who is now in, in New England, Gerald Everett, Jarek McKinnon, uh, Tyler Boyd, Donovan Peoples-Jones. These guys are going to have some an, an impact. Um, but defense is the next. Do I go? Yeah, you know what? Mm. I'm in between Seattle's defense, who should be much improved this year after adding the corner with the fifth overall pick, already having a great corner in place, having hopefully Jamal Adams back in tow. But I'm going to go with Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going to hope that year two of the Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa experiment uh, is healthier. Uh, Samaj Piran goes next. We <laughs> get the devil. Uh, that's just been happening to me, to me all day. Um, and the Miami Dolphins, I'm, I'm going to finish this one out with a kicker. And I'm going with the leg, baby. The guy who nails 50 yarders like it's nothing. Matty Prades, the god. Matt Gay goes next. Jonathan Mingo, Tyler Boyd, Diamond Peoples Jones, Jalen Hyatt, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Jarek McKinnon goes next. You need a kicker, sir. I do. And you know what? Let's get Jason Myers from Seattle. I think he'll do just fine. All right. So here we go. We have our teams. They are done. Let's read. Uh, let's go. Let's see. Let's see. Why isn't it letting me go down when it says when it says teams? Slot six. Go on. Go down. Go down. Everyone's seeing this on on YouTube, right? What is this? What is this? <laughs> let me look at the results. All right. So I got to do it like this. So at quarterback, then he has Trevor Lawrence, his two starting running backs, Saquon Barkley and Najee Harris. At wide receiver, Devontae Smith and Drake London. In the flex spots, Brees Hall and Bijan Robinson. Congratulations on your championship. And on the bench, Jahan Johnson. Uh, Dahan, I said I said Dahan Johnson. Uh, Jahan, Jahan Johnson, Alan Lazard, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Greg, uh, Greg Dolchich. What, what is wrong with me right now? Uh, Rashad Johnson. Uh, Remind me of this young man's first name. I can't remember his first name. Kendrick. 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 Keandre Miller and um, uh, Jason Myers. Now, on my side, the team that I I like this team a lot. Justin Fields, at quarterback. Tony Pollard, Rashad White. Although I would have loved to have, instead of Rashad White, a little B. John Robinson action there. Uh, Tony Pollard, Rashad White, Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, Evan Ingram, Chris Olave, Deontay Johnson, Matt Prater, a kicker, Los Angeles Chargers defense, and the bench is Jameson Williams, Jordan Addison, Raheem Mostert, Odell Beckham, and Deontay Foreman. That is what we got. Uh, 
Make sure you comment on this and tell us how much better Themi's team is than mine. <laughs> um, but yeah, Themi, thank you so much for stopping by. Always a pleasure when you come. If you want to check out Themi's work, you can check him out on the Broto app on or BrotoFantasy.com. Uh, he is also our TikTok liaison, so working behind the scenes um, for Broto always. Uh, we appreciate that from, from you. And so, yeah, tell them where they can find you, Demi, besides that. I'm, at, I'm on Twitter at GridironGreek. All right, Twitter. Uh, Elon Musk will not stop us. All right. So Never. I got to ask you a question. Gridiron Greek, so I got to ask you a Greek question. All right. Okay. Here is your Here is your question. If you had to give up one of these things forever, Oh, by the way, before I ask this question, at BrotoFF Tim, at Broto Fantasy, at BrotoFF Jason, at BrotoFF Michael, at PsychWardFF, at FF by Broto on Twitter, at Broto Fantasy on TikTok, at Broto Fantasy on Instagram, at Broto Fantasy on YouTube, the Fantasy Football by Broto app, BrotoFantasy.com. So many things because we're everywhere. Patreon.com slash Broto Fantasy. Don't forget, we love the patrons. All right. If you had to give up one thing for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. Lamb or feta cheese? Oh, I mean, listen, I love feta as much as the next guy, but I'm not giving up lamb. Never. Amen, brother. 